everyone. Welcome to Level 4, the SAE Auto Drive Challenge podcast. I'm Mike Sorg, the uh, podcast uh, engineer here. With you guys, you're going to see me out there with a video camera this season, and we're looking forward to uh, gearing up for the Auto Drive Challenge coming up. With us today, uh, we're going to be chatting with a few of the mentors from General Motors uh, and uh, see kind of how they get into things, kind of how they're looking at the competition as well. Maybe a little bit of a little get to know you uh, with them as well with their background. First of all, with us is Bill Materna. He's a he's a uh, mentor for Kettering University. How you doing, Bill? Hi, doing great. And then we also have uh, Akam Abdul Rahman. He is a University of Waterloo mentor as well. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. And also on the line with us today is Matthew Boyle. He's a mentor with uh, Texas A&M. And also, he, I understand he's also known as the mentor of mentors as well. Is that right, Matthew? Hi, Michael. Yes, uh, that is correct. I uh, mentor the mentors as well as uh, have the pleasure of working with Texas A&M. Fantastic. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, you know, again, getting to know you here as we are doing today. Uh, where did you attend college and were you involved with any student programs uh, while you were there? Yeah, so for me, uh, I actually attended Kettering, so it was a bit of a homecoming for me. Um, when I attended, I wasn't directly involved in any SCE programs. Um, my activities probably were more uh, alumni engagement oriented. I seem to be drawn to that. Um, Kettering as a student alumni council, I was president of that. And uh, my fraternity, I was uh, alumni coordinator with that as well. So um, I went to University of Waterloo, so same as Bill, uh, going back to uh, to home. <laughs> and um, I, I would say I was involved in, casually um, in my master's degree. I had some involvement with um, SAE formula, uh, but nothing too, uh, too engaged with that just helping with uh, a specific part um but i also helped in like high school uh, being a judge in like science science projects in high school levels while i'm at university so i went to a smaller college called the state university of new york maritime college it's a uh, hands-on merchant marine academy uh in the middle of uh, or the edge of new york city um, in the Bronx. And we didn't have any projects outside of your normal uh, lab type projects, uh, but we did have a uh, large ship and we would uh, ship out every summer for two months on this uh, 600 foot converted uh, troop ship. And uh, we got to learn all about uh, the merchant Marines and uh, we got to visit three or four ports around the world each year. Excellent. So how did you guys get your uh, start with uh, a career at General Motors? I, I've been a GM for eight years now, uh, right after grad school from uh, Waterloo, University of Waterloo. Um, my research then was very related to the interests back uh, then by GM. So um, that created some discussions and um, was able to land this job and, and, and learn much more. Right now, what I do right now is is completely different than what I did in in, in, your, in at school so it's it's nice to see to look back and see how you kind of developed and and, and grew uh, which is an interesting thing about GM that you, you know they kind of uh, teach you and 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 foster you to be uh, versatile 
and able to move laterally as well as um, longitudinally as well. So um, it's been a quite nice eight years so far. Yeah, for me, um, um, Kettering is a is a co-op based college. Um, so a number of my um, classmates may have been part of uh, like a GM or a Ford. Uh, but for me, I was in uh, a programming uh, uh, slot. Uh, we called them sponsors back in the day. So I was not automotive. Um, but after I graduated, uh, I was able to take advantage of an opportunity to, to join GM uh, about two years after I um, graduated. Um, so that was my first foray into um, directly working for an OEM. Um, so for me, I started uh, at the old GM truck engineering, um, and that was you know as a warranty analyst. So a, a very data-driven assignment. Uh, probably not real exciting, but uh, but it was a good place to to get my feet wet in GM. Well, after graduation, I worked for uh, General Electric Aerospace, and I resigned there and joined GM to become an embedded controls engineer, uh, working in a powertrain on engine and transmission control systems. It was a new organization for GM that uh, was uh, starting the first in-house embedded controls and software team, uh, and they were trying to create a common software across GM's platforms. So I was a software engineer and uh, began working on uh, diagnostics, uh, which were used to make our vehicles compliant for meeting uh, federal emission standards. So why did you guys want to be an auto drive mentor? And, and what do you feel is the most rewarding about that, that experience? I think the most rewarding is, you know, interacting with the students, you know, seeing that yeah, much earlier or, or still starting their careers very, uh, very enthusiastic, very um, have a lot of drive and, 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 and zeal to, to change the world. Um, I think what really makes me so fascinated is um how much they're you know filling their time um how much they're filling their time while at school that you know their their free time they're dedicating to uh to different you know competitions and different concerns and and so forth which you know you kind of lose touch with in in the working environment uh, people become stagnant and and not really having that that drive uh i've learned so much from you know how they approach the challenge and what you know how fast they they learn new tools and and so forth so that they kind of stand out in the competition so that has been very exciting for me and uh, definitely every time i interact with uh with students or or or, or visit university campus you kind of get this um as if someone's poking poking you to to you know um uh to have to increase your zeal and increase your enthusiasm in, in your career so that has been definitely a great uh experience for me so far i, I mean to me it was the challenge really was awesome i just love the the idea of the challenge that you know these students get to take a real car that we make and they get to work on and modify it, put their ideas into it and test them out and, and challenge uh, against other students. It's just, it's just really cool. Um, but for me also, I've done uh, a lot of coaching of student robotic teams, uh, you know, uh, as my son has grown up and my daughter. And um, so I've gotten a lot of out of those experiences too. So this to me was in the same vein. 
And then um, I also think, uh, you know, just that there was a chance uh, for me to be assigned as the mentor to my alma mater. Um, there was no guarantee of that, but uh, but I was hopeful knowing that they were participating and uh, I was lucky enough to to be assigned to them. So for me, that that's really what uh, what stuck out for me. So I spent a few years with another program called EcoCar, uh, which is a multi-year collegiate competition. And uh, their goal is to design, to design and develop uh, fuel-efficient technologies on a vehicle that gets donated by GM. And I had also been leading an autonomous vehicle controls team for the past year. And I thought it'd be really great to try to combine those two concepts and uh, jump into the new auto drive challenge. The most, uh, the most rewarding aspect is really the students, uh, engaging with the students and learning what their thoughts are on um, the technologies and uh, the autonomous vehicle industry and uh, its impacts on society and how it fits in. Uh, it leads to some uh, pretty great discussions, and it's a good uh, two-way learning experience between uh, myself and the students. Excellent. So what is the most exciting new technology-driven project you've uh, worked on or are working on currently that you're able to share with the audience, of course? So I, I work in advanced technology or, or advanced development, which is uh, basically developing in advance, <laughs> which means that, uh, you know, you, you, you think of things and, 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 and take risk at, uh, coming up with new features and new systems that can be uh, integrated in our vehicles. Um, so I've recently been more involved in what we call, uh, you know, advanced tradering features, which is, you know, improving the whole experience for our customers when, when towing traders and, and so forth. Um, there's of of course a lot of pain points that um, customers face, and we try to focus on certain pain points and address from an active safety perspective. Uh, it's good to see some of these features coming out in this model year, such as uh, something called Invisible Trader that's coming up in the 2020 GMC Sierra. Um, so it kind of removes the, the the pain point of not being able to see behind the trader while driving down the highway. Um, that's why I can share right now because it's out there, but uh, there's more exciting things that we're working on as well. Yeah, the most exciting project that I've had in my career is is definitely uh, being part of this team launching Super Cruise right now. Um, so I have uh, responsibility for what I term as the brain of the system. So, uh, you know, for me, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of articles, a lot of um, shows that have that have talked about the system, and, and you know, and I see them talk about how well it performs and that the execution is is great. I mean, I get a real sense of accomplishment out of that. So, um, you know, this is the first true hands-free driving system that's on the road. So, uh, it's just great to be part of that. Uh, so I've actually uh, worked on some pretty, pretty good programs through, throughout my years. Um, I worked in GM's electrification, uh, hybrid programs area, uh, for quite a number of years. So I got to work on the launch of the Chevy Volt, uh, 
which was a really cool new technology to get out in the marketplace, all the way through to working on the Chevy Bolt, uh, which is the electric vehicle, which was the donation vehicle for this competition. Uh, Both of those uh, were really challenging new technologies. And uh, uh, corporate-wise, we had a very aggressive timing to uh, get those new technologies out to market. Um, And I also got to work on our autonomous vehicle program with Cruise Automation. It was amazing to get into a Cruise Autonomous Chevy Bolt and have it navigate the streets and traffic in San Francisco. Uh, So that was probably my coolest adventure uh, as I worked through those different technologies. So the students are looking to, you know, looking forward to hopefully careers uh, uh, in engineering similar to what you guys are doing. Uh, what is the most challenging experience you guys have had in your engineering career? Not sure if I can single out a specific challenge, but I think the 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 nature of the work that we work on is, you know, there's always something new, new technologies, and something completely new to you that you kind of need to uh learn and 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 see how we could integrate that in in our vehicles so always whenever there's a transition that you move from one area to another or from one technology to another it's kind of um it's kind of like a personal challenge to kind of re-prove yourself that you're able to yeah, up your, on your feet and 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 contribute in a completely new area for you. And I think that's a general uh, nature of being an advanced development. That you know you're kind of developing something new, hasn't been done before, and uh, it's not necessarily that you 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 have expertise in that area. Uh, given so I think every time you kind of transition from one project to the other it's it's challenging Um, can't really talk too specifically there is one project that I can talk can think about but I can't really uh, be too explicit to to mention I'd say uh, you know in my course of course my career I've had uh, a number of assignments as a design release engineer um, and, you know, and in our company, it's a, it's a very critical position. Um, and you're always under, under the gun to, to help deliver, um, in my case, it was electronic modules, but to deliver these parts, uh, on time with quality, you know, and at the cost you need to, um, and each time, you know, that I've had this role, uh, there's always something that you run into, uh, that are looking to derail you know, delivering on all three of those points. And, you know, it might be, you know, a flaw that was found during testing um, that you need to, to find a root cause and get it fixed. Um, or it might be something legislatively that's that's changed where it introduces a new aspect that you have to meet um, that you didn't plan on. Or it could be something, you know, we've had cases where we've, we've had supply chain issues, whether it might be due to a natural disaster or something. Uh, and now you've got to pivot away from from what you plan to put in the part, find another alternative. For me, that's that's probably the the, the most challenging thing. Uh, but I would say just at the at the end of it, you still get the reward of seeing your part come down, uh, come down, you know, on a car, come down the line, um, and know that you were responsible for it. Yeah, I think um, you know challenges come in many forms. I I think I think it was my very first job. Um, I didn't have the benefit uh, from doing an internship or a really cool project such as AutoDrive. 
So I, I had no idea what work was like or what to expect in an engineering company. It was a major change to go from campus life to my normal hours uh, to, uh, to work week and regular office hours. Uh, luckily, there were lots of new coworkers who helped me learn those ropes and uh, get through an adjustment period. But uh, I still remember uh, just how dead tired I was the first week of real world work. So I, I think that was probably the biggest challenge was actually entering the, the workforce uh, swinging out of college. Of course, you guys have seen uh, at least the uh, first year of uh, the Auto Drive Challenge events. Would you ride in an autonomous car built by one of the students of the Auto Drive Challenge? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would do it in a safety-approved, non-public road course with no other moving objects. Um, and actually, uh, I, I really would, you know, based on the firsthand experiences I've had with the students uh, from all the different universities and seeing their year one competition vehicles in action, I would most definitely ride in a vehicle built by students uh, in the Auto Drive Challenge. Yeah, I think, you know, it comes down to the scenarios, right? Like uh, reaching full autonomous is, uh, is a stretch that covers, you know, if, especially if we're talking about all the different scenarios. And if you look now, the um, uh, the nature of autonomous driving is kind of creeping in through um, divided scenarios, so parking, highway driving, and so forth. But once you get into the, like the harder um, scenarios. Uh, you know, city driving, pedestrians, and so forth, then becomes very challenging, and uh, it's very hard to to sit in a vehicle. Um, it, it takes time. It takes time. I think you know if you experience one, if you experience one bad experience, then you kind of lose trust in the system. So, I, I hope we can reach there. That you know, one day we can reach. Uh, riding vehicles designed by students <laughs> but um right now i think uh, you know still some trust earning needs to be uh earned i guess i agree with what akram's saying i i honestly i you know i'm a little nervous too thinking about it but um but uh i guess what i fall back on is a uh the students explain what they're putting into the the software in terms of safety measures, um, whether it's redundancy, whether it's, you know, the uh, integrity of, uh, you know, the physical components or backup components, um, you know, they go through and they explain all that and you see them work on it uh, as a mentor through the course of uh, the development period leading up to it. So, yeah, I'm nervous, but, uh, uh, but I know what they put into it. So uh, I'll sign up for it. Excellent. Uh, what piece of advice would you give to aspiring engineers out there? Well, I, I think, you know, um, uh, being part of this competition as a mentor, it's one of the rare occasions that I kind of miss school. Um, uh, you know, uh, kind of envy students having such a awesome opportunity to uh, to learn and grow. Um so I think, you know, it's, of course, after the fact, it's easier to see the benefits uh, or the opportunity that you had. But I think the advice I would have is, you know, try to seize this opportunity to kind of learn and grow. Um, 
not necessarily just to have it on your resume, but really to become a niche and, and wanted talent in the industry uh, that, you know, you have companies running after you to uh, to join them. So I think, you know, uh, my advice is you, this is an amazing opportunity and uh, you should take full advantage of it as much as you can. I think my approach uh, on the advice front uh, would be active engagement. And and by that, I mean being engaged with your work, uh, get engaged with your coworkers, uh, be engaged with your community, intentionally ask questions, uh, seek input, explain your position and your thoughts, uh, and get into secondary assignments, take on side projects, volunteer to help out on any front that you can. Um, because I think that that level of active engagement um, keeps you energized and it makes for a great long career. Yeah. And and looking beyond even this opportunity, I'd I'd say just in general, um, it's about finding the things that you're passionate about and and looking for a way to bring that into your career. Um, You know, because chances are you're not going to find your perfect dream job, but uh, a lot of positions do offer a chance to to tap into some of those things. And and uh, and plus, a lot of times you can you can shape the opportunities that you do have, I think, to a degree, uh, if you're taking initiative and pushing to change them kind of in ways that maybe make them more meaningful or rewarding to you. Uh, I feel like I I should ask uh, as well. Uh, tell me a little bit more about being the mentor of mentors as the, your, the title you're giving. Sure. So f- as the mentor of mentors, um, my, my role is to host a, a weekly meeting with the mentors. And, and we have some other folks like uh, our own program management and uh, some of the good folks from SAE uh, getting together. And the goal is to make sure that the mentors are all with the same level of understanding and that we have the same approach and same types of interactions. And so I'm really, really trying to ensure that the mentor experience for each individual team is consistent across those teams. And it's a really good information sharing that the mentor meeting and the mentors have that I think ultimately makes sure that they're providing um, better input uh, into each team versus if, if they were just doing it on their own. Excellent. Hey, it's been great talking with you guys. Do you have any uh, parting words for uh, all the teams uh, competing in, in the challenge this year? Well, I expect uh, it was uh, great to see the teams in the year one competition, and it was great to see the growth that they had. Um, I am really looking forward uh, to the year two competition, and I know I will be thoroughly impressed with each and every team's uh, team membership, uh, camaraderie, and of course the the vehicles and systems that they'll they'll be bringing, running, and operating. So I'm I'm really energized and, and looking forward to the year two challenge. Well, good luck, everyone. As long as Waterloo wins, I'm happy. We'll we'll see about that, Akram. We'll see about that. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Excellent. Uh, looks like looks like the competition is getting heated just amongst the mentors here. So I'm looking forward to see uh, how this goes this season. Uh, really looking forward to it. And of course, everybody, please go check out everything going on uh, with it uh, uh, with the podcast in the notes for this. We'll have links for you as well. And uh, until next time, stay safe out there. Thank you for listening to Level Four, the SAE Auto Drive Challenge Podcast. 
Make sure you download our app on your smartphone for updates and contact information. The show notes for this episode and all others can be found at autodrive.fireside.fm.